Greetings, I'm Curtis Joseph. This is In Depth. A couple of days ago, I went back in my life history to remember the show Smallville, a show that ran from 2001 to 2011. This is the one show in my life I actually journeyed through in its entirety, basically completely from beginning to end, watched every episode when the show's episodes actually aired on the given nights. And it was interesting that reflecting back on a show I actually haven't seen now in nine years after it's finished its, uh, its initial run, it was kind of weird because it's it's one of those shows or any or particularly any show that basically where one watches it and you're going through a character's hero's journey and yes it's an ensemble cast uh, of the show that I watched but but then again as I say this most shows are actually majority of the shows actually nowadays are ensemble casts it's not focus on one new you know one specific character it's just everybody but I always found Smallville to be exactly what it is I've just explained it never really was about Tom Welling's character, Clark Kent. It was about Kristen Crook's character, Lana Lang, Michael Rosenbaum's character, Lex Luthor, uh, Erica Durrance's character, Lois Lane. And then there's John Schneider, Annette O'Toole, who played Jonathan and Martha Kent, respectively. But what's interesting about this show, when I reflected back, the days that I actually spent to remember a show I have not seen in nine years since it's finished, it finished its syndication, or actually its run, initial run, sorry, that um, it was weird, it, like I said, it was weird, because I watched part of season 10, and I found it to be something that I was like interested to watch again, but I realized, obviously in that immediate moment, that it's a show I can't return back to. It's like, like I was saying earlier before, it's certain shows you've gone through with the characters. You're learning as how things are going as the characters are learning. But once that beginning and journey ends, how in any way could you go back to rewatching it again years later or try to at least? And, when I try, when I actually try to watch a couple of the episodes or a few of the episodes of Smallville, I barely got through two of them because, yeah, it was a different way of, I guess, in a reimagining way, re, in a reimagining way, basically, to see what the pre years were like for Clark Kent before he became Superman, and yes, it's a different interpretation based on the CWs way of looking at it from far away from the comic books but I like like to look back after like you know the nine years that are already gone to when the show finished in its, its initial run um, I needed solace because I tried watching the, the few episodes that I did uh, for the sense uh, the 10th season and the reason why I picked the 10th season was because yes it was a it was wrapping up the series but at the same time, too, it was to me as a viewer, and as many, and I'm, and I'm sure I share those with many viewers that have watched the show, 
uh, in the initial run, which nowadays is unheard of. We're watching a show for that amount of years, 10 years, and knowing that that was a different time where you could not have binge-watched that. It was not possible. Uh, and to do it now... Yeah, you could get one, but it's 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 too it's it was an odyssey. I will say that frankly, it was an odyssey watching the show, and every other show that followed or shows that actually followed that I wa I mean, after Smallville, there came Once Upon a Time, Person of Interest, uh, Arrow, Gotham. Uh, what else? Um, I tried watching The Flash. Of course, <laughs> I, I gave up on it, <laughs> but I digress. Um, but yeah, that that era of watching the uh, of watching television in that succession of fashion, it's over with because I mean shows nowadays don't go on for ten years. They're lucky if they do, and and like the thing is is that now at times it's like it's way shows are being promoted in our society is it's basically it's the way of how it's done in Britain where basically a show has one series, well, show, and how the show would end its series, as they would say it there, as we would say here in North America, seasons, um, that basically, that you'll have like 10 episodes per season, per, per season, and that's it. And then you have to wait till the next fall for another 10 episodes, or you get six. But that is a rarity in the case of North America. Now, I don't know what it is like truly with the American stations, but with the programs that I do see, there are not that there are not that actually any show that actually runs a six episode season. In Canada, there are shows that basically that do run that course, but it's more like in an experimental format, stage, process. Uh, but yeah, but any shows that any of us are watching is basically that's still going on with longevity basically like the simpsons or family guy um but like particularly any show that started like from was well, the simpsons the the 1989 and then onwards where family guy started a decade and a half later or so um oh decade actually later um but that being said um it's interesting that smallville is a show that won't ever come around again and even though it is actually connected to the new shows and uh and how television now with all sh television shows in our in our society is like it's interconnected like it's one thing to watch the show the main show then watch a web series connected to the show then downloading an app connected to the game that's connected to the web series then connected to the main show and then reading the comic book that's connected to the web series the main show and you know and a game it's that's you know who, like really who has time for that that is uh that's really a great extent to being having adhd like in terms of like and and claiming to say we can multitask that like again it's like what you put your time into is what you highly value that you want to have what you don't put your time to you don't care about so much it's on a low value low value valued scale it's on the bottom so returning to canvas uh, kansas sorry 
would have been funny if it was Kansas. Uh, Kansas. Um, but returning to Kansas was interesting. Kansas Smallville, the fictional hometown of Clark Kent. And watching Smallville, a show that really impacted my life, uh, and it is still to this day in looking at a different way, format, perception, viewpoint of how comic book characters in that realm or just fictional characters that are like have bring real world human traits out in our in our world that's is a mirror image of what many of us probably have gone through in terms of the human condition aspect of dealing with problems like just communicating with people dealing with problems getting through it and and growing and moving on and it's interesting that uh that another show that I'm actually finishing to watch is Arrow. And Arrow in itself feels very much like, or actually logically and feels emotionally very much like Smallville. There's this long hero journey that with Oliver Queen that I mean, I, I personally felt like the show should have ended in season six because his journey of, of basically whenever each season was playing out was always a reflection of the five years he spent on Leon Yu which is the island that he, he spent so much time on and no one knew that he was he was alive. They thought Oliver Queen was dead in Starling City. A lot of people, his parents, people that had friends that, uh, that knew him, his girlfriend, they thought he was dead. And for five years, he had been gone. And to watch this show, and it's in its eighth and final season, it has that same magnitude as Smallville. It was not just about one person, it was about everybody interconnected to the main character, main protagonist, but it's about everybody, their journeys, what went on with them, how do they cope with their own problems, and their successes. So Smallville, really in itself, when I spend a couple of times uh, over the uh, days that have passed, viewing like the actual content of the episodes for season 10 particularly because I didn't want to at all look like uh, to go back to nine eight backwards I just had no interest in that because I I knew I was at a point where basically that there's no point but season 10 I wanted to touch base to test myself to see what it felt like to go back to a show that has been gone off the air and to see where my mindset was at with this show from the top from and compared to the time when I was watching that show and moving on from it. And it was interesting that when I found out about it is, is that basically that it, it's strange because the elevation of growth that I've had so much in my life with the many things that I've dealt with, that many of us have dealt with in our own lives, basically to grow, that is, is extraordinary, it's a, well, normal to ex extraordinary at times based in the human condition, right? And Smallville, it's, it was so weird to, well, to be frankly, I mean, with myself, I always got a half-truth of understanding the character of Clark Kent from a comic book standpoint. And to get a show like this that the CW brought out in 2001 was, was a different way for me to, in, to, to enter the comic book world uh, 
with another have to completing the character, basically. But yes, from a from a real action world standpoint. So, with that being said, it's just the same thing too. Is, is it also brought a lot of clarity to me that basically it's, it's the same thing with the uh, the duality of Bruce Wayne and Batman, who is who is the identity, the true identity, and who is the fraudulent facade. So, basically the fraud, well, the mask for the world to see and to protect the real true individual, basically is what I'm saying. But anyways, when I watched Smallville, when I watched a few episodes for season 10, I actually went back to look at uh, Comic-Con panels, like, uh, interviews with uh, some of the main cast. Some of them were different. Um, I only watched a couple just to get a, a good taste, and they ran an, a, like a window of forty-five minutes apiece between the two. So I watched a couple of them back to back. One was in Wales. One was in Cal. Actually, the first one I watched was the one in Cleveland, and I believe that was in twenty eighteen. And the other one that I watched was in Wales uh, last year. Uh, uh, right before the infinite uh, infinite um, the crisis series the uh, crisis on infinite earths basically uh, that the CW is airing which is always a five part well not the name itself but there's always a five part four or five part uh, crossover from the shows that the CW have so you have like Arrow the Flash Supergirl Black Lightning uh, just to name a few uh, basically which is called the Arrowverse. Where basically one part of an episode, one episode is a part that plays out in one and that particular show, then it crosses over to the next one, the next one until it finishes. And also, I can't leave out uh, uh, basically DC's Legends of Tomorrow is also head of it. But that being said, uh, when I watched the panels and they were uh, asking, uh, the cast was answering answering questions from the the audience. It was interesting that basically, yeah, you get you get the insider. Uh, viewpoint from the cast of how things were uh uh during scenes uh, things you possibly you possibly could get on the dvd uh the blu-ray disc um the box disc that they actually issued it i never looked up i didn't want to but um i, I can imagine it is but it was it was weird but when i was watching uh, the the panels the two panels it was it was, it was strange that uh, and also interesting that that People you haven't seen in a long time as actors that you know that you viewed on you know the little on a box, and you get their perspective. It's always the case that we can we can never be naive. It's like, well, that's interesting. Like, yeah, it's like you you found out stuff you didn't know, uh, and it's always an enlightening uh, moments that uh, that's bestowed upon us. But uh, but bring it to a head. There was an episode that that was interesting about this. Not about the panels, but about why I went back to watching some episodes of Smallville season ten. There was an episode for Crisis uh, for in, on, on, on Infinite Earth. I might have this wrong. I'm sorry. I'm butchering this name. But there was the second episode, and I watched it uh, for the show Batwoman, and it was episode nine. And but this is part two of the the crossovers, basically for the, the with the five shows I believe, and it was just 
about maybe a, it was what four minutes and eight seconds of Lois and Clark, but it wasn't the Lois and Clark in the prime world. So the prime world would be like if we put it to the equivalent of our world, we would be Earth Prime One, the real authentic world, and there'd be other multiverses out there. And it was interesting to see just well those two actors. It was just Tom Welling and Eric Durrance playing their original characters that they haven't played in nine years since the show went off the air. And it, and to me, it felt right back getting back home to like, yeah, it's like, but also it was closure. Because to me, watching, you know, the finality of um, Smallville was to me like, I wondered or not, I wondered, but... I was looking for the next thing. I didn't. Qu I didn't question myself, wondering like, "Oh, am I going to be watching another superhero show?" I I wondered with curiosity that like, what am I going to be more ex uh, uh, more open to watching than just comic book? So it was a wonder, not what if like uh like second doubt second doubt. No, none of that happened for me. Just to be clear about this, I just wondered as as an imaginative individual would do um, and when an arrow came around that was what 2011 I believe 2011 no 2012 actually arrow came out and then then after a couple of years later the flash and then there's Gotham basically and then uh, but in that period of time between arrow and goth uh, the flash uh, DC's legend of tomorrow came out as well so that was like the third show out of the Arrowverse that that was tying into other shows but bringing in Smallville the first show from the CW that had that brought in a superhero from the DC world it was interesting that they tied that in into that Arrowverse world basically that universe and it was beautiful to see it just for that four minutes and eight seconds of enjoying just seeing characters I haven't you know eyes of viewer uh, and many people who enjoyed Smallville for what it was and it was amazing it was it was nice yeah these characters weren't the prime characters of Earth one they were part of Earth 167 and what was interesting is that basically that seeing it 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 was it was great. It it felt it, to me it in an excellent fashion. It wrapped up for me completely. Uh, what I felt like the last season of Smallville, the, the series finale, didn't fully complete it. Now I will spoil this by saying that the last few seconds of that of the the, the series finale of Smallville season ten episode twenty two was basically Clark. Uh, going to the rooftop, making sure no one's around, and the, the, the John Williams 1978 Superman theme score played. And it was at no point of that, the, the point of the time of those that few sequences before the credits came, uh, the end credits came, that it felt hokey at all. It was just a case of like, we're seeing a character, we're seeing a guy rise up from after nine years to take the mantle and move forward and that's all it was and after you saw the iconic s 
in front of the screen, it uh, the theme song continued to play. The John Williams Superman theme song of 1978 played, and that was it. And Smallville was done. And to see this uh, episode uh, for Batwoman episode nine, which you see Lois and Clark for that short time, but it's it's them, but not the ones, but obviously not the ones that any of us who had watched Smallville know from the original Prime series, basically. But it, to, to me, it tied it up. It tied up what the series finale of season 10 of Smallville didn't do. And to see that, it's, you know, who knows if they'll ever, if Erica Durrance and Tom Welling will ever play these characters again in the Arrowverse, basically. Uh, who knows? I might return to it if I can, but I'd probably be an old man, <laughs> a much older man, who's I feel like he has to get another fix to watch a show. But that's the thing. Smallville to me was an odyssey. It was an odyssey journey. There are shows in our. There are. Sh there's got to be a show. There are, I, I would say this, without sounding like a total generalizing. In each and any each of our lives. Each one of us. There is a show, maybe two, that has that 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 person's journey, where you're going through it with like every other viewer who's watching the show or shows. And as you're progressing, you're progressing. You feel like you're learning as well as the characters within the context of the show, of course. And when you move forward. And you're getting to those final two years of the show, and that and that that second to last season is the precipice to cross over to that final season. And when you cross it over, and you're there at the the near the finish line, and you're at the completion of it, there is that thing that that powerful feeling that's within and logically you notice as well so they're like it's flowing back and forth you you know that basically that you can walk away from it but there's like but there's this whole essence about it that's that says that would say that says to me i knew that i couldn't return back to the show couldn't being that this whole journey, I understand. Yes, yes, intellectually, I know how it, it was for these people, how it began, just like any viewer had seen it. The investment of time you put into the show when you had the time to watch these shows, and to all the way to them rising up. Right? You not only learned in your own life, basically, like if one's a writer, how to better craft a story. If it's in the medium of television or you're watching a film anthology anthology and you're and you're you're better understanding of a development of how one standalone worked to how different the other one works than the other than the other than the other the other you're building you're building there's never if it's handled well you're building it was not handled at all well you're regressing so in our society when i look at smallville now in this time after nine years like nine years later from when the show went off the air 
uh, in its initial run, of course. It was nice. It was like the bow that needed to be on top of that present. And, you know, the simple box present that just basically, and, and metaphorically what I mean by that is just like, it was a nice topping to completing for me, which I I would say that basically, I don't, I, I wouldn't, like, honestly, I didn't feel, I didn't, I did not feel robbed as a viewer, as a fan of Smallville, because I know the ending was, had to how it had to be, but there was something a little bit about it that, you know, that didn't finish the show, the series. But to see this episode recently of, um, of Clark and Lois in uh, part two of uh, Infinite Crisis on Earth, it was the Crisis on Infinite Earth. It, it was amazing. It was just really fun for those short four minutes and eight seconds. Just to, like, I mean, this is like completely unedited combined no commercials just that's what it was combined like all together like all those segments uh of the episode and i didn't miss the beat it felt like you were watching you know part two of clark and lois you know a year later or a couple of years later from how the series finale ended from the original series and it was wonderful. It was really wonderful, but to but but it's true that as within with with some particular shows that leaves an indelible mark, a greatly indelible mark on one's life, is that there's some shows you can never go back to because you've gone through their you went side by side with their journeys. You were the viewer watching it, uh, experiencing. How the rise and ups, the ups and downs of how it, the, the stories were crafted, and the investment of time that was made in watching these shows consecutively. So that's where I could say I can't go back to because I consecutively did it. Like from year one to year ten, I watched the show uh, with great, with great dedication. When I had the time to watch the show, like I had that spare time, it was always. For that show, yes, there were other shows, but when it came to Smallville, particularly in the early 2000s, it was basically, I was ready to watch it because I was building something and I was and was dedicating to that, and, you know. And, and that's a different type of dedication when you're committed to, you know, uh, to uh, content. Yes, there's other devotion and dedications when it comes to people, well, first, first and foremost, when it comes to yourself, and then when it comes to other people, you know, and to the entire world of how you see yourself entirely. But I digress. It's, that's for something else, for another uh, discussion. But what I'm saying is that basically, returning to Kansas, as I like to say, returning to Smallville, it was a wonderful experience. But I, but at the same time, too, that stunning thing that I, that will hit any of us when we try to return back to a show that, uh, or not try, but when we return back to the show and and how we decide that what that investment is going to be when we are open to watching what is presented because uh, the studios decide that they want to bring these characters back and the original actors for this particular time to hopefully, you know, to with their true intentions to wrap up this, their connections. So, 
you know they can move on and they don't you know as much as that's fan service it's interesting in our society that when it comes to fan service of content and things like this what I've explained like Smallville this was warranted from this aspect because it was like it's great to have an initial first show that started off the CW with the superhero content uh, was brought in just tied it in in a small small microscopic fashion but it left a powerful mark and and I sh I can say I shared this with other people I don't know how other people have viewed it because I didn't even bother to even read I don't, I'm not actually not curious to read what other fans have actually said because to me I had done that when I was watching Smallville in terms of understanding what forms are uh, connecting with other people in terms of like the shared like of a particular show and I'm glad because I mean the thing I'm not seriously thinking about that I have not given a thought about at all but I am bringing it up because I am just to mention it because in our times it seems like when something is classically begun and finished off it's somehow someone I think gets it in their head to believe we should bring that back just change it a bit you know and but bring it in for a new age S to be frank smallville smallville in the way it was can never be done the way it, it had like i mean the way it, it in its entire existence trying to the attempt to do it again but from a different aspect perspective it comes to down to this and this is the thing that's when it comes to fan services that it's one thing for fans to hopefully see what they want uh, by the creators it's another thing where that expectation has to be put aside that preconceived notion has to be set aside because it's unreal to what you think you could come up with theories but at the end of the day got to be open to what it is going to actually going to be what it really is going to be and if anything at all basically it might be what one imagined to be to simultaneously being more than beyond their imaginations so uh, yeah and that's where I'm at right now when it comes to Arrow as a, as as I know like the last two episodes are in this these final two weeks of this month that basically well actually let me correct that the second to last episode just aired a couple of days ago and the final episode airs next week which is in five days and with that being said it's it's like it's another show with that long endurance of journey of watching I I would say this that which I do want to be clear and I should have said this in the beginning of this episode is that with all that is out there in our in our culture in our societies our the cultures base in the societies what we embrace and what we give the identity our identity what we claim to say that is our identity that defines us uh, it's always a wonder not a second guessing second guessing because there's no prior thought to be or before it that would warrant the latter 
what I'm saying is that basically, I could I can imagine people that have identified themselves with the content, which yes, in history it has been shown that there are people that identify themselves with content because some part of it, like they resonated with the characters, they resonated with the story. Um, but that being said, it's it's strange that now with all the proliferation, all the plethora of materials out there in the society, which is escapism content, that it's like not not one thing absurds the other. It goes over the other. It's just constant, 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 constant. And I found like with Arrow, which is one of uh, I would say actually it's the last show for me as far as I'm concerned uh, is ever going to watch ever again and that's a superhero show but I I personally um, and frankly I'm burnt out like I can't even watch another show ever again I mean as far as superhero shows it's, just, it's done with I've spent my time frankly watching Smallville to Arrow to The Flash to uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, to Black Lightning, to Supergirl. Now that's a, a lot of shows connected to one channel, but it's not like I I did it in spurts. Like, I mean, yes, in dedication, I watched you know, Smallville when, it, when it's in its time, of course. And then a year later, after Smallville ended, it was Arrow. And then separate from the Arrowverse, there was Gotham, the pre-years before Bruce Wayne became Batman. So you had Smallville, Arrow, Gotham, The Flash, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and then not, and even the shows that I will never actually, frankly, will give the time to even watch, like shows that actually got canceled from Netflix. So like Daredevil, uh, The Defenders, uh, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones. Uh, in even on the Space Channel, the Doom Patrol, and also, um, what is that sequel? Um, Krypton, actually. Krypton is a show I watched for a season, and the second season passed last year, and that's like 300 years, 200, 200 to 300 years before um, Kal-El, a.k.a. Clark Kent, Superman, came to Earth. And it's a story about his grandfather. So, there's only so much time one can give to program, programs when at the time that you initially watch it to the time that it ends. And then when it, re, when it comes back and it has this little finished topper to it and it, 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 it nicely completes it, and I'd say this too, it's just it was nice that it happened the way that it did for me, but with Arrow, which is a different entirely different, you know, Green Arrow is a different character, uh, I found it even more harder to watch this show because of how the constant mistakes this character was making in his life. He yes, Superman is Clark Kent is one thing, yeah. He in the appearance he could be a god. He has the powers of a god, but I digress, but what I'm saying is that it's like watching, when it's watching The Green Arrow, it's like watching a reject version, and I'm saying this in a good way, it's like watching a more downgraded version of Batman, 
without the intellect, the high intellect, the high IQ, and caught in the high moral ground that, which which is more reflective, and it is a grown up more show. The show is more grown up than Smallville ever was. Like Smallville progressed to being more into a, like from a teenage to an adult, full adulthood, as the seasons progressed, right? And with Arrow, from the from the beginning, from right out of the gate, it hit hit the ground running with a backstory, and nothing but constant flashbacks back and forth through time, uh, where Oliver Jonas Queen was in his life, and you're seeing how he got to build up to being the Green Arrow, how he got there. But with each season, it's a build up of each year going back and forth of how he got how he got progressive, how he had to. How he had to awaken what really was in him. And yes, as often it's true. And it's said that basically people don't actually change. But if you think about it, and I say this as a suggestion, and it's the claim that, yeah, that many people out there, but I hold this, and this is my this is my truth, and I, I absolutely believe this, and I and I'm only saying this as a suggestion, of course, and many of you who are listening to this probably know already know this. So that uh if you're awakening what's in, you're you're awakening what's been latent. So whatever is uh, whatever that's already that's in habit already, the former, and you're awakening what's latent already within. It's already already going to supersede that in itself too. So it's not like you've adopted externally from out from learning it from other people. You may be, it may be just well, I could say to that that you're learning something key in wisdom by words that awakens that with within you but that being said i don't want to get too esoteric on this on this uh on what i'm trying to say but what it is is that basically watching oliver queen's character grow and the constant back and forth present day flashbacks you know there's present day and then flashback present day flashback and then more present day to the point where it got to season five, you got to the point where the buildup of how Oliver ended up getting to who being who he really truly is authentically, not in pretense. That's that's where many could say, oh, that's where the, the series should have just ended because it was going in reverse. It was going forward, but also in reverse at the same time. So it was like a split vision visions perspective of how Oliver is now. From how he, from the time he got off to the island, to how he wasn't when he got to the island. I hope that makes sense. But, um, but by the time it got to season five, it actually when it got to season five and then it finished, and then when it was like season six, it moved forward. So it was like moving forward in the present and constantly staying in the present, and like moving, moving, moving. And when I got to season set, well, actually, well, in season six, there was an episode or two that focused on the, the distant future of 2046. But then by the time it got to season seven, it was doing major present flash forwards ahead, present flash forwards ahead. Sometimes there wouldn't be a, pre a flash forward ahead. It would just be a present day situations. But with season eight, and just let me get back to what I'm saying. This show in itself is deeply more grown up. It is pretty much like if 
uh, let's say like what Gotham was because that was different. Uh, it wasn't as deep as what as what Arrow is. I find it to be the most deep grounded show I've ever seen of a comic book character <coughs> when it comes to authentically bringing real world issues <coughs> within a into a fictional world. And like you can absolutely gravitate to it because you can understand it actually is really playing out. And yes, life imitates art, but it was it is so grounded uh, that with each year that passed, it got darker and more more mature, uh, more sophisticated in its in its delivery deliveries. Sorry. And the more it did, the more it got morbid, more more uh more more final building up like it got it's getting closer to being more final not because the series is ending because it got more like whatever the characters had a hang up of majorly not getting past they got over it after so much build up of the situations that got them to that uh, those points and now often in the case yes that happens in our real world in our societies individually with ourselves and with other people and and often enough, in watching an entertainment show such as that, Arrow, that it is, um, it'll be greatly missed. I will miss it because it was one of those effective shows, like I said, that it'll be one or two shows that really will hit home to you. Yeah, yes, I've had a history of watching other shows on television, like Married with Children, which is, I think is the funniest show I've ever watched on television, next to Seinfeld, and uh, Curb Your Own Enthusiasm. But... Um, it's when it's it, when it's particular shows in a genre that you don't believe that initially that it's going to affect you is as deep as some hyper realistic dramatic film in this Arkana or a show that's like nowadays that are nearly are near to being hyper realistic uh, and leaves an indelible mark on you. It, it like it will leave an indelible mark on you and and basically like you gravitate because you're gravitated so like you're eager to see what's what's going to happen next what's going to happen next and whether it's a show that that drops on a friday with like on netflix or so or i'm or yes amazon but um a show that just drops out on a friday and all 10 episodes of a show's out and you're watching it it's like <laughs> it's always it's it's up to our decisions how we're going to watch it right binge it Binge it on a weekend, do the weekly thing, you know, in terms of prioritization of other things in our lives, of course. But I'm what I'm saying is what I've initially been saying in the beginning is that uh, near to in the middle actually is that you know Arrow's going to be the very last show I ever watch on television ever again, and it was great watching it. Like any of the show that I watch, like Castle, also all those shows like Downton Abbey, Mr. Selfridge. Um, person of interest once upon a time uh all those shows are gone those were to me i mean there have been other shows earlier on in my life i mean uh that has been like that and yes there, and, I'm, and, I can, and i'm sure i can share this with other people that have done the same thing that i have which is do the endurance journey where you're watching six months of a show and not missing a beat of an episode like not missing it like you yeah you're prioritizing it and you're you know, uh, you're watching it. And if you can't get it, you download it on iTunes or, you know, Google Play. But, I mean, I remember when I was watching Smallville back then, uh, 
and I had already watched the episode, I mean, when I used to have an account on, on iTunes Canada, I downloaded the episode the day, the very next day. It would be up at seven. It would be seven. It would be uploaded at seven a.m. the next day on their on the, the store um, storefront. So, and it's interesting that with this, it's like the era of television in that way. I mean, I can say this about Arrow, but I mean, I'm sure there's other shows that are going to end that run of that endure that endurance journey because there's unless it's an incredibly well-crafted show that isn't that i mean that has no vapid essence in it a well-crafted written show or you know it'd have to be really greatly comparable to move uh to be uh to uh to really last you know you know a good you know beyond a good window of you know I would say six to seven years. Like, I mean, actually, to be fair, seven and a, seven and a half plus years. Yes, there was the Big Bang Theory. That was that's another show that you know that went off the year a year ago. But there's not that many shows now that are going to ever be like that, or or shows are going to try to be like that. That's that's gone. The time of that is gone. It's pretty much yes, as any of us any of us knows, it's binging, and series that are around. You're watching it almost to the way of, and I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, as much as North America is how it is, it's in a consecutive fashion. Where in the British, basically, um, that you get a series depending on how it is yearly, or it's you know whether it's very it's popular. You know, it's popular. Whether the show's popular, basically. So just for, to put it that way, the show's popular. The shows are popular. There'll be a show that will run, you know, systematically yearly, and have a series run of eight to ten episodes. And then there'll be other shows that'll be out one year, gone for almost, almost two years, like almost in a window of two years. So gone for a year after the its initial run of its first series run. So series being season to us, where it's series to them, that. Uh, It'll be gone for a year. They'll be in production in that year. And then they'll release the second season the year after they had finished their production the year prior. So, knowing that, it's just like, and if, especially if it's good, then it's interesting. And the reason why I bring this up, I mean, too, it also has to do with attention span of how things are in our society. And I would say this mostly in the Western cultures, but I, who knows what it is like in Australia, Iceland. New Zealand, uh, China, like any of these country uh, countries, is the fact is in the Western culture basically when you have a show that's a series, it has to be really good to be running for three episodes and have a window of and ninety minutes flat. There are no shows. Well, I mean, I I've looked, but I mean, there really are no shows that run that way at all i mean not here unless it's carried over from the uk and it's and it's revamped as the americanized version or canadian version it, it there have been failures of course with on both sides um i can think of one show like coupling which is a uk show and it failed here in, well not failed here in canada but failed in the united states tried to match the same uh gravitas as it and it, and it couldn't. Um, but yes, yeah, the office. 
originally from the UK and I came here uh, came here um, to the 49th parallel UK, uh, states it worked out so I mean there are the rarities there are rarity shows basically and just I know there are other shows but I'm just saying this as an example but uh, the era that are the eras of shows being 10 plus seasons and, and over are over because the attention span for content there's just too much content out there for any of us to keep track of or want to get dedicated to keep track of whether we're dedicated we're doing a dedication to watch it weekly whether it's streaming where the show comes out or it's on the tube the, the, the old box or we're binging and like are you sitting there, question, like at all, questioning, like what is your dedication to the show in this? And I say this in the space of your escapist perspective, your time where you have the have that moment or moments to enjoy, uh, not wasting time, but the spare time that you wish to use to watching. Whether it's a series, TV series, a movie, a web series, or you're playing video games, uh, that's time to play. That's time to use. That's time that's created because you wish it to be it and you make it manifest to be so. Um, but yeah, Arrow, yeah, Arrow is the last for me. I know that emphatically. I know that absolutely because. The hero, the not the hero's journey. I fear, I feel, I feel like it's a hero's journey in my case. The, just to be that dedicated to watch shows in my spare time, such as those that I've mentioned throughout this whole podcast. That uh, in the time that I had the time to do it, uh, besides doing other productive things as well, the balance, of course, is which we're all, all believing we maintain. And at times we can't, but uh, or we think we can't, but it's. Just, circumstances arise but i digress arrow's the last arrow's the last and when it finishes in five days of next week in its final 10th uh 10th episode of the eighth season that it is something that i i can will i i already have the door halfway closed halfway it was halfway open but it's near to being closed and if they ever in the future were to decide, I mean, which I, I would have passed, put it past the CW to bring the original, some of the original cast back to do, uh, you know, a wrap up, like I would say, like how Smallville, I wouldn't return to it because, I mean, I felt like the journey of Arrow was different to Smallville and to any other show that was in a comic book related universe of, of superheroes, which is in our era of films is like... That bubble zone is near to, like, it's pretty much at the point of almost bursting. Like, like the straight fatigue of it uh, is on the horizon to come. And it's not something that I wish for, but it's just the overflood of content of it, it has to have its point. And I've heard this before, which is true. I always thought it was longer, but the period of pop culture, I always thought it, I didn't give it any, I thought it let, it was a long thing, 
it, like it just sustained it. like it was always there i didn't realize there were pockets there are pockets of it like there's a pop culture for these specific things that are coming out there like movies television shows and video games you know way back when and then all the way to now and i mean way back when like i'm just starting like say 1980s and moving forward uh but um but yeah, so what I'm saying is that basically that I don't doubt that any one of you has had that times or are going to have that time in your life, life that when you return to something that you believed you closed the door on and a new way of... Uh, of interest arise where you see it as being this new narratives or narrative basically depending on if it's one show or two shows or three shows that it is for you uh, that will seal it complete it for you you'll see basically may uh, or understand at least what I'm saying about uh, <laughs> It wasn't the fascination for me about, yeah, like, what is it like now for me to now look back on a show I have not seen? No. Not, not in the full overarching of it. it. The fact that when I heard about the, the the two actors were coming back, Tom Welling and Eric Endurance were coming back to do this little small snippet of a, to fit into the Crisis on Infinite Earths episode, like, of uh, the five episodes that bleeded over to each uh, TV uh, show on the CW for the superhero Arrowverse, that uh, I chose it being the closure that that I needed. Not wanted, I needed. Um, and I got it. I had no preconceived notions of what, how the, the, that short segment was going to play out. I, yes, I did watch the entire episode, of course. I did. I didn't just cheat myself by watching this to four, four minutes and eight seconds of it. I did watch the entirety of the, the episode. And it was enough. I liked it, and you know, like Smallville is is done for me as far as the time that I spent then, you know, and the time I spent just for that, you know, for that forty-four minutes or so, that forty minutes actually of the episode of Batwoman, episode nine, that that is part that is actually part two of the Crisis on Infinite Earths, basically the Else World, basically. Uh, and yeah, from watching those episodes, a couple, few episodes of Smallville, a couple or so, I felt like a few, a few more than that. But uh, watching, you know, a couple, a couple of them, and then a few after, it's like eh, it, it's just, uh, yeah, Jesus, it sounds like a. I'm really something like a, an unreliable narrator here, but what I'm saying is that I did watch a few that I was interested in watching to see that were pinnacle to the characters during the time that I had watched it in, in that final year of the series, of the season of the show's run, actually. And what I did, it was nice, and I, I fell asleep in one episode, and one was called Homecoming. And when I woke up, it's weird, I don't know if anybody has ever had this, but when you fall asleep, you wake up at that right moment 
that's indelible that that solidifies i don't talk about the ending but there's a part that solidifies the whole episode right yeah one thinks is that it's the, the the you get the tease in the beginning you get some understanding in the middle act and then by the third and final act you get a completer there was a part in the scene of uh, the episode that um that sealed it for me. And it's like I said, it's like whenever we watch a show and then we just, we're not tired and we just fall asleep, we wake up at that right moment where it, even if you, even, even though you missed it and even though you did see the episode before, when you wake up and you see that part that you do remember from your past life history on the show and watching the show in the time that it ran, that, uh, you know you didn't miss anything but at the same time too it's just yeah i, I can't go back like i'm not, not actually i shouldn't say that you can't go back it's just you shouldn't have to go back it's it's nice to look to look in reflection but not tarry to it because you moved on and and that was that was just a test for me to see that to watch those episodes to see if i could get back into watching them just, just in that, you know, the test of seeing is that possible. And it is possible. But when I look at the entirety of how the show ran, like the build-up, and it's, and it's, um, I see it as like growing old. It's like the adolescent stage to, to adulthood. I can't get, I, for me, I can't get back into that. I mean, I, I just, just so much has happened. So much has passed. And it's, it was it was the test that was it's interesting and i'm sure it's a test that many of us will will have for ourselves if we if we dare to if we dare to proceed ahead to a show or shows that you're interested in revisiting and watching over again that you know and stand and stand not only stand with the, the stronger conviction you have now because you're older and wiser but maintain it through Knowing that you are already more refined, with re, well, actually, say reinforced with better resilience than how you didn't have that resilience before, because of you know, in terms of vulnerability, watching it show the show in the original state that you you know in that time, it'll be a different perspective. Of course, yes, you're older, but there will be a point if you if you authentically give yourself it you allow yourself it the power of allowing of it that there there's going to be at some point where you're going to quit to not want to for yourself you're going to quit to not want to continue revisiting something that's yes it's from the past but at the same time too it, it is much very much relevant and it'll be relevant in the future to those who will watch it but what I'm saying is, is that that particular show, or show, or two shows, or whatever it is, three shows, there'll be a point out of one of the two, the three of them, or two of them, or even just the one, that you cannot fully, you just choose to not fully, fully revisit the show back anymore in its entirety, because you, because of the, the Odyssey journey, that you took. 
not only in your younger self, but also in a societal sense of how you've moved on, like you and where you are, how you how you know yourself to be uh, in this real world, but also at the same time too, from the escapist aspect of the granted time you give yourself to enjoy. Uh, sometimes which could be nonsensical, but I mean, what we all do to uh, win our spark times, but it, it's, it's too easy to say it, it is what it is, but I mean, you make the time and when you have it, you, you choose to do what you feel is best or you know and feel is best in that spare, in those, in the, in that spare time window, that vacuum. So, but returning to Canvas, Kansas, geez, <laughs> Canvas, returning to Canvas, back to Kansas, was fun for a couple of days. And, um, boy, did it feel like a few days to me, just, just the, the immersion of it. But, uh, but those two don't equate. A few days and a couple of days are not the same thing. Uh, but returning back to Kansas was enjoyable, greatly enjoyable. Um, I would, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it again. I would share it. I would share it with, I would do this, I would share it with, you know, uh, I would say I would share it if I had kids. I would share it with my children, like you know, to to get it, to allow you know bring it to them to their awareness and allow them no not allow them but present it before them to see if they're open to watching a show uh, such as that. I mean, it could be any show. That I mean, if it wasn't this, I mean, just basically that had that same impact. I don't want them to have the same impact that I had, but. Because they're going to discover for their own selves that that what what is impressed upon them to enjoy. Uh, but I will say, the Odyssey journey is what I'm calling this. Uh, when it comes to these shows, uh, not just the superhero, but any of these dramatic shows, to you know, fantasy shows or what have you, there is that Odyssey journey that, and when it's when it's allowed in that time and when for its vehicle to run its, you know, run its journey, you know, run its course, you know, for five, that means not five years, six, I mean, seven, what did they say? Seven and a half plus years? And you're watching it in dedication, which is nearly unheard of nowadays. I mean, <laughs> watching a show every day, I mean, watching every show every week in the exact win uh, window of uh, time uh, when it presents itself. In its initial fresh new run uh, it's really unheard of nowadays it really is because you can just pvr it or stream it uh download it on itunes you know just binge it or you know get it wherever you can but uh but yeah our world our societies are not built for that anymore that endurance journey. It's said that basically that our society is basically short on attention. 
And this is why I wanted to talk about Smallville, because if Smallville came out now in an exact way that it was back then, but but put here now and have it be, say, 2019, you count from 2019 being year one, like the fall to 2020, 2019 to 2020. You try to have that same format to that show and it'll be... It would have to be. It would have to be a little bit more sophisticated to engage the audience. The way it was back then fitted that time. The way they, the way now, if it was here, presented, and it tied it tied into the Arrow universe, Arrowverse actually, because uh, it would be after the Arrow universe and you know the Flash. And, DC's Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl and then Black Lightning uh, that it would have a very challenging time now I'm saying this in the exact way that it was presented like everything that it's history but doing it now is it's interesting the attention span for things but the point I was making is that basically that returning back to a show that was blessed to have 10 years having a show now in in the format that it that it could like the format that it uh, the format that it is and try to have it maintained in this era it really has to be good it, has, it honestly has to be well crafted well i mean in terms of the writing the directing the acting the cinematography lighting everything has to be spot on i mean not i don't believe in perfect but there is no perfect but a near level of excellence and that excellence even gets more better with every and yes with anything in television there are, are there are always a dip in a in a season based on an, on a couple of episodes that didn't hit the mark to keeping you know didn't truly did harm to the show but uh it's just a minor couple of bumps in the road hiccups to uh you know but with it with that being said they the show finds back its momentum again by building itself about how it started in the, the beginning of the season and it's usually that middle act that second act um uh that basically that there's some you know bumps but that but it picks back up to that momentum from how it originally started, you know, to the toward heading towards the third act, to clo uh, to closure. I I absolutely believe that the small boat would have a difficult time running. It would have to be a lot more sophisticated, uh, like in the ways that you know Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, DC's Legend of Tomorrow, Black Lightning are. And when I looked at it. Uh, yeah, just the way things were, the way the show ran it, and you try to present it now, yeah, there would have to be a little bit, a lot of refining, a little bit of refining around how it could fit into the, and I'm sure, and yes, it's it's possible, it's very possible, just like what I said about the four minutes and eight seconds of part of Batwoman, uh, season one, episode nine's episode of, uh, uh, 
which became part two of uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths. It did fit, but it was it was elevated to fit the Arrowverse. Like it still felt it, it absolutely was Smallville in that short window, but it like it didn't miss a beat. But it, it was lifted a little bit more in terms of it making sense to being there. Like it actually had a place to be there. It really did, and it fit. So, but the point I wanted to make is that basically, in a societal manner, when it comes to attention span, when it comes to content and all that stuff, it's, I, I can only imagine what it's going to be like in 20 years. Imagine, and I'm saying this, I'm not second guessing, I'm just imagining what it's going to be like in 20 years if anybody in 20 years from now is going to want to Look at the the short term attention span content that has been presented. You know. You know, in that time, or any of these people into twenty years from now, maybe, maybe if the stories are quality, and this it is being presented now, there are a lot of quality uh, shows. But when you look at it, really, from a societal perspective, like realistically, logically, like. The, the investment of it, whether you're binging or you're weekly, is that the episode count is shorter. And whether that actually fits, if that's going to, like, at some point, it's going to be the norm fully for North America. The British are ahead as far as their content when it comes to that. and But it, it's engaging. It's engaging. I'm not saying they're better, but they're ahead of the curve, curve when it comes to this. Uh... And yes, in Australia, I've seen shows in Australia, uh, New Zealand. It's just, it's you know, even Iceland. It's just like it's just they're ahead of it. They're just ahead of it. But yes, I'm just giving some again examples, of course. So, but in 20 years, who's to say that people are going to have? I would say less of the attention span than it is now. But to view, to come, to look at the content that was presented in these times of 2020 and then 20 years later in 2040. Watch the content that was in 2020 and you no, know, in that decade of the 20s or so. Like I said, it would have to be really good. It has to be like really good now, extremely good, like excellent level for it to give any warrant because it's not the same thing as being you know like it was great and it's you know and it's not having like how some movies have to be cult status because they did bad at the theater and but they but they gain they gain a better life on home media like it's stream well, you know streaming services or you know you uh, blu-rays or whatever uh it's going to be a different time and one can only imagine what the Odyssey is going to be like, or in fact, is there actually? I, I would hate. I would. I would. It's fair to say there probably is not going to be an Odyssey of of um, viewership of content. Like it, but there is going to be something close to it. Like uh, a facsimile of it, 
better you know what i will say there probably is going to be an odyssey of 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 a uh, constant fleeting content like it's there you watch i mean it, it, we could say that now but there's a but there's still a, there's a great need to want to watch it again because the stuff that's being put out there it's entertaining it's it's like for the most part but it's like this is just the start of it where over amount of content is out there which is pretty much like going to a candy shop and to be made available to everybody and to those who have access to it of course to pick pick your poison what do you like today what are you hungry for what are you hungry for in escapist enjoyment what tantalizes you what piques your interest what is going to get you going for that month and a half maybe two maybe even four months till you can you wait till the next year you know to uh to enjoy that four months of content that combined all together you know where you know all that other time it's productive that you're possibly doing but there's other escapist and uh uh, means, vices that will, that will grab hold of your attention and fill up that 10, maybe 20% of space of, of spare time. So, whether it's 10%, whether it's 5, whether it's 10, 15, 20. Not really a, is there ever a 25, but you never know. But that 10, that 5 to 10, 15, 20% of that actual spare time that you have in the society that you are in, how much of it is fleeting? How much of this fleeting content that you have, that you're watching, that you're, enjoy, that you're viewing? And compare it to the Odyssey journeys that you have had with the past content that is barely now seen the light of day as far as home entertainment. Now what I'm saying by that in closing is that yes, that when it comes to viewing content and enjoying it, reading a book, uh, and it's interesting, uh, just so we'll say with this, to connect this together, is that I've not even heard a peep in the last five years about a tablet where people are reading their books on because it's not getting I, I guess it's not people are not getting talking about it as much as I'm doing my research but it's like books are always going to be there but it's like the attention span for it having something tangible in your hand you know and you're investing time in it uh, but Tying this in together is just basically you know what you're going to spend time with in terms of this thing. So throughout this whole throughout this whole thing I've been saying from the beginning to now is that the the odyssey that I've expressed that I've I've had with the shows that I've watched and returned to and, and now and now with further resolve realize that yeah I, I, there's some things you just can't go back to even though you 
there is a new connective tissue to, to the former. The latter has a new connection to it. Hopefully enough, it completes that odyssey. That, like I said, like I said myself, I experienced. But yes, we are all going to experience in our own ways, and hopefully, uh, get a you know true uh, authentic true satisfaction from it. And yes, this is really the point. Now I can you know not like you were ever held back. Not like I was ever held back. It's like I said. There was some little thing about the end of the series finale of Smallville for season 10, episode 22, that didn't feel quite right. Not like the writers didn't do any, didn't do a good job. As a fact, like it just, it just felt, it didn't feel better, bittersweet. It didn't intellectually seem like uh, a send off of that was satisfying. You know, in in the last few seconds of it, but to get this, like I said. Uh, part two of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, it was amazing. It was great. I loved it. And it brought that complete finality of closure, that final closure for me to say goodbye to Smallville. And I am already ready to say goodbye to, to Arrow. And, and I know I will never have in my life that Odyssey journey ever again, that endurance run, because that age of it in our society, not because I, I acknowledge it as my own, for my own self, because of what I do not want to dedicate myself anymore to with my spare time when it comes to things like that, because uh, that that stuff is gone. Like there are no shows like that anymore. If any shows or things or content like that matter of that medium, only can go up to like six years at best, seven. Now, the only thing I could say, show that I could say that is actually running beyond 10 years is the Canadian show Murdoch Mysteries on CBC. I it's believe it's in its 11th or 12th, actually it's its 12th, what is it, it's 11th or 12th season, I believe, but it's past 10, it's way past 11. It's, around, it's, it's past 10, I can guarantee that because I know that, but it should be in its 11th or 12th season, but it's in its latter years, and it's like, that's CBC in itself, and that's unheard of. Um, but anyways, I digress. So, like I said, and 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 for this is the only thing I, could, I would say, and I want to share this is that as much as I would love to have this as a suggestion, I'm saying this as uh, words of wisdom, uh, just to hear. That is a recommendation. Is that to be open to and aware? Is that keep keep your keep keep yourself completely open, because if it hasn't happened yet, uh, and like in terms of like shows in the past that didn't leave it to you, there'll be at some point some show or content of such film, or you know, you might feel like in a book because yes, books do not always complete themselves. Uh, to finality and standards, so you don't feel that. But I digress. What I'm saying is that if it has happened to you, you know what I'm talking about, or somewhat of it. 
And if it hasn't yet, you know, at some point be, if it's not one show, it'll possibly be two or three that you made that true investment for, that authentic investment for, that you have that spare time for. And I make want to make that clear, that spare time for, that you at some point would say, or may say that, yeah, you know what, I can come back to it. Don't be surprised one day you'll end up saying to yourself, I can't get involved, I, I can't put, I cannot invest my time to watching stuff that I already engaged in the time that it originally was presented because the journey was, I it was well invested, well invested, but I've come so far in my life, I cannot walk that path again. And I will see this as a suggestion. If there's closure to some content, like I experienced, I mean, like many other people out there, they experience, um, instead of watching reboots of shows that have to come, that just come back for the, for the sake of continue on, something, I don't know. I just don't do that for shows, but uh, I would never do that. But I, uh, just personally for myself, but um, uh, if it has a bit of closure to it, it, investigate invest it's my suggestion to you to you all investigate invest uh and if it brings that finale finality if you have that for you uh, that it comes to you and it brings comfort to you and without your preconceived notions whether you you spoil it for yourself of reading the information that you know news outlets that <sighs> Um, but you get a sense of completion, like actual, absolute completion from it, and know that you are satisfied with it in the way that it came, the way it was presented, the way you allowed yourself to be open to it intellectually, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And for me, I got that. Um, just like, just in, in that era of my life that had long moved on. But to see something that actually came to full circle to just finally just add that final, the complete finality to it. That complete finalization, that final point was satisfying. And like I said, for me, uh, going back, returning back to Kansas, Smallville, fictional world, or fictional small town, uh, that presents often at times real world issues, even though it's the characters are dealing it in a way that, you know, Many of us would write off as saying, well, this is just their fictional thoughts, okay. But the point is, is that like what I am seeing with Arrow, which is much more darker, more morbid, more serious, more grounded, uh, uh, it's, it's that, it's the same, it's, it's a similar type journey. And I could claim to say that basically, I fully can say with those two shows, 
uh, person of interest and once upon a time I've never had that in my life where I've been so affected by it in terms of the quality of writing and since part of my profession as, as opposed to a photographer is a writer um, that I saw what better writing can be authentic better writing can be crafted in ways that are that expands not only yeah uh, yeah my well expands beyond what I didn't give myself my imagination to in terms of how to uh, breathe more depths of truths to characters I've had my own perception of it and I'm that's over my own self-knowledge and learning through school and you know and from mentors but to see it from a distance perspective which we all get but we take it in an entertainment perspective an escapist perspective yes there will be those who will intellectualize about it who will analyze it from this from what they're being presented not what like question like why the writer did that uh, no what i'm saying is that what you're being presented and how the deeps and levels of it's being of where the beats are to play it out in characterization of, me of, of uh, methods and understanding the complete mythology of it after the buildup of years that have passed and so you have a grounded re uh, 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 grounded references to to touch base with so so basically if it wasn't these shows you know it would have been other shows it would, it would have been other shows to me that i i'm aware of that had that that same odyssey fashion that same journey that that i i i can only imagine it has affected other people but it's been an odyssey because it's been a dedication and investment and yes there have been shows and content i mean shows that basically that are yeah i mean I, I the reason why i'm not talking about movies is because it's just something that they're just on two different levels basically uh far as now is concerned like television is superseding films but that's not what i uh but this is not the, the heart of the issue of the or the the reason for this episode so what i'm saying is that basically that you you learn and it's just an extension educational classes that you're learning from school uh, for the teachings you learned in school about the work and also but the point i'm making is that basically that in those intricate ways you do pick up certain things on life lessons especially when you didn't learn it and one thing is for whether you believe in coincidence happenstance kismet fate often what you you are hoping you want to have an answer for you get the needed answer that you never you you just didn't expect and it came to you at the right time well that being said and i don't believe that you should always count your beats and like in terms of like oh it's like what i'm saying is that basically and as much as that saying is flat out and straight to its point to its core is that that has happened to me at times in shows and i mean it does happen to all of us when we read a book or we hear overhear a conversation or we're watching a movie or we're watching a television show or we're sitting quiet with our own thoughts we end up getting the answer that we need to know but 
but to, to make what this is the thing that uh, and I just want to finish this that that journey that journey that will that that odyssey journey it either happened to you or it's going to happen to you and when we invest our time in these things such as in the realms of escapism when we have the time to do it we go into it skate we go to it skate so and that I believe is not only basically uh, the pearls of wisdom but it's also the scars that we take but the scars to remind us that basically that the naivete that we first had prior is going away and we can with steadfast in, and in growth with wider open eyes so on the note remember always life is short always live it to the fullest <laughs>